Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. You know, Martha, and I realize that if you are married today, or if you're in a serious relationship, you are dealing with a lot of issues, and sometimes those issues impact your workplace. And so on Tuesdays, we always focus on issues that really affect you personally. And so today, we're talking about forgiveness. And before we get into our topic, a couple of thank yous out there. First of all, a great big thanks out to Ace Andrews. He'll be engineering the show today. He'll be making sure that the phone gets answered today. He'll be talking to you when you call in to win a copy of The Glass Window and It's Not What You Think by Jefferson Bethke. We'll be giving that away at the beginning of the next segment. Have you joined the I Work For Him Nation? You know, Martha and I decided on the way here, we're definitely going to do something. For you who have joined the I Work for Him Nation. We've been talking about it for months. So. Let's, just get the, let's just get them ordered. Okay. All right. We're going to do window clings or bumper stickers. What are we going to do? Um, I think it's going to be a window sticker. How about a combination of the two? Because a- here's what I've told. Ace been thinks told. it should be pizza. Pizza? That for doesn't the last very long in our house. I don't know about your house, but that <laughs> doesn't last very long in our house. <laughs> no, it does not. No. Even frozen pizza gets eaten for breakfast. 
Yeah. It's actually it better for breakfast than it is hot. I'm just saying. That should tell okay. you something. So, so why, the, why the, the window cling or the bumper sticker? Why the window sticker? Why, Combination sticker, of the two. A window sticker, not because a cling. Because I know that people like you, Mr. Jim Brangenberg, would never put a bumper sticker on your car and the window clings don't last as long and they don't look as pretty as long. They fade really fast and we're not about that. We uh-huh. want something that's going to uh, stay on people's windows a little longer on their car, on the back of their car, and uh, let other people know they've joined the nation. We have a bumper sticker on your car. No, we have a magnet. No, we have a bumper sticker. We do. Oh, yeah, we have the little the location IRB one, the sticker. IRB sticker. That's You're right. right. It's covering a hole I put in the bumper. Yes, that got there by a fire hydrant. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so there's a it's a purposeful bumper sticker. It is the only accident. It's not really on the bumper. 16. No, it's on the bumper. It is on the bumper, isn't it? That is the bumper. It is a bumper, correct? Yeah. I bumped into the fire hydrant. Okay, so join the <laughs> I work for him nation. And regardless of when you do it, we're going to get a bumper sticker, bumper cling, window sticker, window cling out to you, whatever Martha decides, but she's going to order them tomorrow. Yes. And if they go to our website now, click on the flag to join the nation, that is why it's asking for your address so that we do have a way to get something to you. That's right. And if not, if we got just your email address, like if it's just somebody that's contacted us, we'll contact you. We want to be able to send one of these out to you. And it's not going to be some gaudy little sticker just going to say, I work for him nation. So people can ask you. What is that all about? Because that's what you want. You want to be able to start those conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, yesterday on the show, Martha, I had Dr. Jim Harris from the Jim Harris Group. And you can find him online at drjimharris.com. I love he He, almost has as much energy as you. And he he does. But he wrote an article today, his blog, Eight Ways Donald Trump is Like Jesus. Really? So I would recommend that you go out to drjimharris.com and look at this blog today. In fact, we should put a link to it. Okay. Would you write that down? I will. We put a link to that on our Facebook page, on the I Work For Him Facebook page. Eight ways Donald Trump is like Jesus. And it was really, really good. You got it. It was hilarious and good. Got to love that. Here's the deal. And and I'm just, I've said it before. We're going to say it again. This show is not a political show. People, the way we can influence elections is by ministering in our workplaces. We can start changing the attitudes of our culture by bringing Jesus with us wherever we go. Don't segment your segment your life. It, it should impact everything that you do. All right, so Martha, in the begin in this first segment, are, are we ready to do it? Well, I just want to say thank you to one of my sweet listeners who just texted me because today is International Women's Day. Did you know that? Is it an international woman who has texted us? It happens to be. And she said today is her favorite show day of the week. And we love that. So, Norellis, thank you for listening. We love you. Appreciate it. And I think it's important to note that people reach out to us on the show because not everybody does. We know we have a lot of listeners from all over the world. But those that reach out that are brave enough to reach out, we have conversations with people. We have email conversations. I've had a couple of people say, hey, Jim, I'm looking for a job. Do you know anybody? We know people. Maybe, maybe we can help you. I'm not promising anything, but you know, we want to just help and, and make an impact on the community. And speaking of making an impact on the community, you know, we just got back three weeks ago from our third annual Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage Retreat. Mm-hmm. And we've been trying since the beginning of February to get a date set for 2017. Yes. And we have it. Are you going to tell everybody? I don't know. Should we? Sure. All right. At the next break, we're going to tell you after the next break, we're going to tell you what the date is because there's only 20 spots available. And this year, I'm pretty convinced it's going to go pretty quick because we got a lot of people asking us. So we're going to give you the date. 
for the 2017 Cruiserweight or Better Marriage Retreat. That's weird. To leaving think, from Tampa Bay in really over a year from now. That's just ridiculous. And no, we're not going to have an advertisement for the next year because we don't want to drive you crazy. I don't want to hear myself talk that much. <laughs> but we will have that for you. But let's just read you know, Ephesians 4.32. says this. Be ki- instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Today, we're going to talk about forgiving yourself, forgiving your spouse, and forgiving your parents. And the second session on the 2016 Cruiserweight or Better Marriage Retreat was all about forgiveness. Because honestly, if you can't demonstrate forgiveness in your marriage, it's really hard to demonstrate it on the street. So we're talking about forgiveness. This session on the cruise, the cruise, the 2016 Cruiserweight Way to a Better Marriage Retreat is sponsored by us. No, it, it was the most powerful session I think that we did. Do you think? Um, you know, I think they, in their own ways, I, I was actually the one that I was, um, you know, I just didn't know how people would respond to it. And it was just great to see that, um, you know, because we spend a lot of time praying about what topics we're going to talk about and how they're going to be presented and um, just praying that we are meeting people's needs where they're at. And this one really did resonate with a lot of people in different ways. And so that's the the really exciting thing about it. So we said... Before the break, we'd come out and announce the dates for the 2017 Cruiserweight or Better Marriage Retreat, sponsored by I Work For Him. That was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Those dates. Do you know the dates? I do. (laughs) Yes, I do. Do I get to say it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. And the dates are March 30th. 2017. Through April 3rd. March 30th through April the 3rd, 2017. Ace, you got all kinds of time, my friend. And Zuli just got an, just announced right here on staff, right here at Salem Media Group, right here in Tampa. She just got engaged. So we can make room for she and her husband. There you go. Well, provided they get married between here and there. there, Yes. Husbands and wives, we want to invite you to get signed up. You're going to go out to iWorkForHim.com, and that link will be ready before we go to bed. Let's hope. (laughs) Well, no, the link will be ready. We'll create the event on Facebook, so be watching for that, because that's pretty exciting. So that means that people are going to get to be with us on April Fool's Day, which... That'll be the the day that's the... The uh, first day. No, no, no. That'll be the tour day. That'll be the excursion day. Oh, okay, good. You said the thirtieth through the third, so yeah. the the first would be you're right Saturday. You're right. Yeah, so that will be our day. I love it. Say that. Can you say that again? You are right. I love it when you say that. You are right. All right. So that article I mentioned right before the break, eight ways Donald Trump is just like Jesus. Those are uh, we just we've used our data again. It's all gone. Uh-oh. How is that possible? Get off your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to up our data plan. Uh, eight ways Donald Trump is just like Jesus. We're going to post that on, fa- on our Facebook, I Work For Him yes. page tonight. But I've sent it to Ace so he could tell me whether it was sarcastic or not. It's not sarcastic. It's actually pretty serious. All right. So if you're interested in finding out more about the cruise, just get a hold of us, iworkforhim.com, and we'll get to the information. I work the number four, him.com. All right. So on the cruise, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the first session. Which was um, communication. Communication. Mm-hmm. Well, if you can't learn to communicate, then you really can't get through the rest of the stuff that you need to talk about. 
Right, because you need to be able to talk about whatever else it is that you're struggling with. And if you can't figure out how to communicate, then you're in trouble because you really can't. It's hard to resolve things when you can't talk about them in a healthy way. Right. So that's what we talked about the first time. All right. So that's why we're jumping into forgiveness today. Mm -hmm. And before Martha and I get into our discussion, we wanted you to hear from some of the people that actually went on the cruise and the impact it made on their lives so that you can get all psyched up and ready to go to the cruise coming up in 2017, March the 30th through April the 3rd, right here out of Tampa Bay. Welcome, Stephanie Mayer, to I Work For Him. Hi, guys. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for being brave. (laughs) so you know what i would love for you to just share with the audience is just really quick what was what was your favorite part about the weekend and then what was the most impactful part about the weekend well i got cut off on the second part okay so what was your first part what was your favorite part about the weekend and what was the most impactful part about the weekend for you and your husband oh okay um well my favorite part of the weekend was probably getting uh to spend time alone with my husband because we like a lot of people are really Busy, um, really hectic schedules, and I homeschool our daughter. My husband has a really uh, busy job, and so to get away from everything, the mm-hmm. fact that our phones did not work while we were on the cruise was actually to our benefit um, yes. because we got to put away the technology and uh, just spend time together. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably my favorite part of the cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, and just knowing you guys, uh, through our church and getting together um, with a bunch of other couples from uh, our church and another church out of wild um, was something that I really enjoyed as well. Yeah. That's fabulous. So talk about the most impactful. We're talking about forgiveness today, and I'm pretty sure to talk to me about what was most impactful about the conversation on forgiveness. Right. Well, uh, when we, we started thinking about uh, going on the cruise, this was our first cruise, by the way, and it was really um, a great way to to start going on cruises, to, mm-hmm. to do, like, the marriage cruise. Um, um, when we started thinking about going on a cruise, um, I, I prayed about it, and uh, God brought it to mind because, uh, we, you know, we've been – multiple times to Orlando and my in-laws like to, to give us a trip every year for the holidays. And so I'm like, well, I don't really want to go to another resort. And so, um, God brought to mind the cruise because I heard about it in years past and we just couldn't make it happen in the past, but it really worked for us this year in our schedule. So we were able to do it. And, um, when I heard about the cruise, I heard that the topic would be blended families. So I felt like it was a nudge mm-hmm. uh, from God because we, I've been a blended family from the get-go. We got married 11 years ago, and we actually both grew up in step families. And so, um, we I was I was excited to um, go with people I knew because I knew you guys from church. But then to hear that someone was going to be talking about blended families kind of felt like it was tailor-made for us. And and uh, when we heard Laura speak, uh, she was very compelling, and uh, mm-hmm. that was probably. Uh, one of the most impactful things was um, listening to her talk. And then the breakout session later on in the afternoon, uh, we were invited to meet with her individually. I thought it was very generous of her. So she was there really to serve. I mean, mm-hmm. she had a little bit of time with her husband, but you know, <laughs> she was at all of the meetings. And then she was, during our free time, was available to talk to us. And I saw her meeting 
with uh, multiple couples, and so I, I, I thought that was very generous. But in sitting down to talk with her, uh, I felt um, like really affirmed and encouraged in a way that I haven't felt for a long time. Um, it's been very difficult to be a stuck family, and I think um, she just has a really unique ministry. And the fact, you know, that she she actually later came. Hey, hey Stephanie, I'm going to interrupt you there just for a second. Can you hang on for just a minute? we got to head to break, yes. and we'll come back. We're talking with Stephanie Mayer about the impact of the 2016 Cruiserweight or Better Marriage Retreat had on her and her marriage. Hang on. Stephanie, thanks so much for holding on there through the break. Are you still with us? Maybe we, maybe she's not. You know, I think that one of the things um, I just wanted to recap with about Stephanie um, that she had emailed me. One of the other sessions that we had was the fact that we talked about spiritual time management. And when we encourage couples to work on their marriages, one of the things we really encourage and challenge them to do is to pray and to pray together daily. And I just wanted to, I'll just share that testimony since Stephanie's not there, but um, to thank her for in- letting us know that they're praying every day together and that it has been, in her words, life-changing. All right, we got her back. Stephanie's back on air. Go ahead. Hey, I was on, but I think I was on hold. (laughs) Very good. So so you had shared with me in your email the fact that um, you guys had implemented praying together every day and that that's really made an impact on your marriage. Yes, that was the other thing I wanted to share. One of the things that was really impactful was to hear Jen's personal testimony and how it related to your marriage and the fact that you guys have been praying together since you were dating. Such an encouragement. Um, and we, it's actually kind of been in the back of my mind something that, you know, I I thought, you know, wow, that'd be great if we could ever do that. But <laughs> it just never happened. And uh, we really made it a priority. And for some reason, God really spoke through Jim um, during this time that we were meeting with you. And when we got back, I did give my husband that little nudge. Uh, it wasn't um, nagging, but just said, you know, what, what if, you know, would you like to pray together? And he said, sure. And then we did it the next night. And <laughs> we've done it every single night since we got back from the cruise. And I feel like it's already starting to make a really profound difference in our marriage. So thank that's, you guys so much. That's fabulous. So if you were to just yeah. say one thing to our listening audience about um, maybe either, you know, all these things that you shared and encouraging them to consider this for this next year for them, uh, what would you say to them? Um, I would say go. I think it's a great time. It really is time to, to get away and be together. I, I like the fellowship of being with other believers, um, and then there's there's plenty of time for you guys um, to be alone together and, and have that um, time to nourish your relationship and, yeah, reconnect. Cool. Fabulous. Stephanie, thanks for calling in. Thanks for coming this year on the cruise. And we just hope if there's anything, Martha, and I can do for you and your husband, you just let us know. Thank you. We thanks. had so much fun. Thank right. you so much. See you later. All right. So one of the things I got asked this morning on the, the question of, from a, a friend who said, well, well, is, do, do people get a little bit of free time on the cruise? We're like, yeah, there's only nine hours of retreat. And then we've got a couple of breakout sessions, but the majority of the time is for couples to work on the things that we're talking about. We just try to prompt conversations. So forgiveness. One of the things that, that as Laura Petherbridge, you can find out more about Laura Petherbridge online at laurapetherbridge.com. She, we, we tried to get her on here today, but she's on vacation day. Got some family or friends in town. And as I think she, she had a big birthday this weekend. So happy birthday, Laura. Oh, happy birthday, <laughs> Laura. She turned 
20 or something. 29. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. Uh, so one of the things she talked about was from a perspective of a woman who grew up in a broken family who then ended up having her own broken family and has been ministering to broken families from the viewpoint of a of a healthy family for the last 30 years mm-hmm. is that forgiveness is the key to making this work. And really it's the key to making marriage work. Marriage is it will never work if you can't forgive each other. Yeah, and one of the big keys when she started her, um, because she led a lot of this session on forgiveness, she said that we need to pray, help me be willing to be willing to forgive. And that's huge because a lot of people, that's that's the biggest step is being willing to be willing to be willing to forgive. And that is the beginning of it all. Yeah, because we're ticked off. We're like, I don't want to forgive them. They ticked me off. Right. They hurt my feelings. They hurt me. They crushed me, whatever it may be. You know, and, and you, nobody ever wants to see that in a marriage, but we all offend our marriage partners. We, we, we do. We just, I mean, I... Martha never does, but I do it all the time. So it, it but we need to, and, and I just have gotten really good at just going, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. <laughs> I love you. Because I have to say it all the time. But it, it's the forgiveness thing. What we've dealt with forgiveness in the past on past retreats, and, and that talked about forgiving each other spouses. Mm-hmm. But we can tie that into the workplace. And, and we have in past conversations on Tuesdays tying into the workplace. We need to be able to forgive the people we work with. Right, because so many things are unsaid that is where we get hurt. And um, being able to communicate well and address those situations is an incredibly important part of it. And we've already talked about that in previous weeks. But then being able to say, you know what, I'm willing to take this um, situation and learn from it, forgive that person for what they did, forgive myself for what I added to the situation, and be a stronger person better person as a result of that forgiveness rather than holding on to a bunch of junk that only weighs you down. Well, and forgiveness, you know, a lot of people think that they're going to, by not forgiving somebody, they're going to hurt the person that they don't forgive. But that's like, you know, hoping somebody will die and you're drinking the poison. This is just stupid. I mean, but it's so hard to let go of bitterness because it feels good and you get used to it. It's kind of like a wart that just like, well, I know I got a wart, but I'm used to it at least. So it's, But the forgiveness thing that Laura really drove home was the forgiving of parents because of the fact that a lot of parents had messed up marriages and they created damage to to family. And Laura really talked about the fact that in order for you to move forward in your marriage, you need to forgive the things in the past that were done to you and your parents getting divorced. You need to forgive your folks. Yeah, I I love some of the, I'm sitting here reading some of the notes that I wrote from what she had said. And she said, when a married couple won't acknowledge how something in their past has affected them, they're often doomed. Because if we can't acknowledge... You got to say that again. Okay. When a married couple won't acknowledge how something in their past, whether together or or on, on their own individually, has affected them, then they are often doomed. And and we have seen that couples that just like, well, that's not bothering me. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's bothering you. I mean, because the stuff done to us in our childhood, in our, in our any time, the people have offended us. If we don't ever deal with it, talk through it, forgive it, it's not hurting the people that we're not forgiving. It's hurting us. And it, and maybe that you forgive them, but sometimes you hold on to that baggage, and you owe it to your spouse to deal with the baggage that you get. 
Well, and that was one of the things Laura spent a lot of time talking about is what forgiveness is and what it isn't. And one of the things that she emphasized that it isn't is it really isn't a one-time event. We are human and we fall back into old patterns very easily. So even though we have forgiven somebody at a point in time, in our hearts that needs to happen over and over again because we fall back into you know, resenting or whatever, because we feel unforgiveness, you know? And so um, I love the fact that she emphasized that, that it's, it's not a one-time event. It is, it is, yes, there needs to be a point where you come to that, but it's a process. And often it's a daily process, if it, especially if it's something that you've carried with you for a very long time. It is. Hey, I'd like to thank Michael from Largo for calling in, for listening to I Work For Him. And, and we'll send out that package the Jefferson Bethke book and the Glass Window movie. We'll send that out to you right away next week. Unless you want to come meet us in our office, because our office, it's right there in Largo on Walsingham. Yes, it is. That's right. Okay. So, but the forgiveness that what it is and what it isn't, that was, I, I also agree with that, that it's an ongoing process. Because I know in my own life, in having to forgive those that hurt me in my childhood uh, and in my young adult years, and actually the people that I had you know, a lot of times it was people that I hurt who then hurt me back that I caused the whole problem in the first place, having to forgive people. But it's an ongoing process because it's just you got to remember, hey, if you start having arguments with people in your head again, no, 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 Lord, don't let this keep going again. I got to stop. Stop the process. Stop the stupid. Go back and just forgive people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, she also talked about when you were talking about parenting is the fact that we need to teach our children about the consequences of forgiveness and unforgiveness, because it's going to prepare them for marriage as well. We're kind of doing a cruise recap over a period of several weeks as we talk about some of the topics. That, so not everybody could go on the cruise, and so we want to talk about some of the topics that really impacted people's lives. And this cruise, you know, it's an opportunity for Martha and I to, to just share the mistakes that we've made in marriage, to share some of the things that are encouragement in our lives, and really just to feed into people, because we absolutely will die fighting for marriage here in the United States of America, and especially right here in Tampa Bay. We've got another guest call in today. Jackie joined us on our cruise along with her husband, Robert, and she had a little testimony she wanted to share. Jackie, thanks, and welcome for calling in to the I Work For Him show. How are you today? Start that again, because not everybody heard. <laughs> Hi, Jackie. Hey, how y'all doing? Good. Good, good to hear your voice. It's good to hear y'all. So we were sharing with all of our listeners about the session on forgiveness. And um, when I re- asked some of the people that had been on the cruise to share, you responded right away. And I'm so thankful for that and anxious to hear what you um, have to share with everybody about the this particular session on forgiveness in the cruise overall. It's funny. I didn't um, think that the the session on forgiveness was going to be really impactful in the marriage. That sounds bad because, you know, we've been through a lot. We've spent 10 years, and I feel like we've gotten to a place where we've ever really forgiven each other for things that we've done. And But she got to the point where um, unforgiveness can leak into your marriage by if you don't you know, forgive your parents, or in my case, um, uh, an abusive situation with my mother that still goes on. So, you know, there was a moment where, like, I realized just how much, of a cancer unforgiveness is that it's affected my marriage in so many different ways that literally I remember just shedding tears every single time, you know, Laura would say something that was just meaningful and just a key phrase. And, you know, I just didn't realize how much it affected me still here. I thought, Oh yeah, I forgave her. But really I didn't. Mm. 
Yeah, and um, there's probably a lot of people that fall into that same category that we, we feel like we have, but yet we've, we're holding on in some way. Well, and I think it invites, you know, it's almost like, you know, I, uh, Rabbi Zechariah spoke to our church uh, a couple mm-hmm. of a week ago or two, and he talked about paper-thin cuts that you let in for sin, and I felt justification in my ad forgiveness towards my mother because of just how much pain, just how much, you know, stuff I've gone through in my life with her. And I realized that just letting in, you know, what I would think is a justified in forgiveness is letting me be more um, harsh to my husband, more mm-hmm. harsh to my daughter, more harsh to my coworkers without even knowing it. Um, and then also it's like I felt that was unforgiveness on my part because um, she was, doing great, and we actually had her live with us for a little while to get her on her feet, and then she kind of turned on us, and I instantly took that as this horrible unforgiveness on myself, that I had, Mm. you know, had this hope, but then it turned south, and I endangered my marriage, and and so we really had this great talk in our room afterwards, and it was just one of those moments where you can see how the devil takes just every little opportunity he can in whatever situation to kind of rip up a marriage, rip up a family. And it was really enlightening. I just I remember going back to the room and being like, you know what? I'm really upset right now because once again, it's all about her. <laughs> it's all about her again. And Robert goes, no, it's, it's all about us. It's all about God. And the moment we just sit there and focus on what the devil wants us to see, oh, it's all about her. Uh-huh. Oh, it's all about what happened. That's the moment it's going to win us. Uh-huh. So. It was, it was a really amazing weekend. We were so glad that we went, and we're definitely going to go next year. Oh, fabulous. So what was, just give me the highlight, like your the most fun thing that you experienced during the, the cruise weekend. I mean, I, you just talked about one of the most impactful things. What was the most fun thing for you and Robert? Uh, there was a lot of fun stuff. I really just enjoyed getting to know everybody. You know, we had dinner with uh, kind of different couples every night, and that was really, really fun to kind of just hang out and, you know, be in a more casual place. And we loved the late dinners because, you know, I could take a nap right before dinner. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you. That's great. But you never joined us dancing on the dance floor afterwards. You know what? I I, I afterwards, I I told Robert, I'm like, I was really looking forward to that. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, I am really tired. And like, I... I don't know. It's like vacation's great, but vacation's hard work sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it is, and you really have to weigh out the balance. You have a little one at home, so you have the opportunity. You didn't have to go tuck anybody in. You could just tuck yourself in, you know? You didn't have well, to was, be on your own crazy. schedule. I, think, I swear, the night I ended up hurting my knee, I swear, oh. because I kept checking with myself. Did I check Lily before I put her down? Did I check Lily? That's probably why I hit my knee. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Well, we appreciate all of the insight that you shared over the weekend. You were great in the um, conversation in the um, sessions and um, just the fun that you guys have. And and that was contagious. So So thank you. So a question. Have you and Robert been praying together since the cruise? I've got to tell you something. When we got back, um, I was tired still. So I was like... Okay, let's go. And he's all like, I really, really, really want to pray with you. And, you know, I told him, told everybody in the thing, there's nothing more attractive to me when my husband pursues a spiritual cause of any kind. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, okay. So he found the book that we, we'd gotten, and literally we went through it um, more than a few nights. I'm 
very sick right now, so we haven't done them the last two nights, I will admit that. But it was really funny because there's been conversations that haven't been so fun and it's been kind of rough, but it actually uncovered, wow, that's still an issue. Or So it was almost a thankful thing, but there's been a couple conversations where we're looking at each other like, look what God has done with our marriage and our lives and just being so thankful for that. And the funny thing is, I don't think we would have had that focus had we not gone on the cruise because we had to be taken out of our situation, had to be taken out of our circumstance and our health and just focus. And mm-hmm. it was that moment. So coming out of it, I think we're a lot better in that place for sure, praying and, and just being there for each other spiritually for sure. Awesome. Well, it was really cool for Martha and I to be part of that with you. Jackie, thanks for calling in today, and uh, we hope to see you guys soon. Hopefully we'll, we'll get a coordinated up there on a Sunday to go back up to Idlewild to see all you guys. That would be great. I'll be in the preschool area working. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come see you and all the kids. <laughs> That's right. We'll see you later, Jackie. Thanks. thanks. All right, so we're talking today about forgiveness, which is one of the topics that we dealt with on the 2016 Cruise Your Way to Better Marriage Retreat. And it wasn't just about forgiving your spouse or forgiving your parents, but learning to forgive yourself. And that was one of those things, you know, a lot of us, when, when we hear the the uh, the verses, hey, you need to forgive just as well, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ and God forgave you. But a lot of people think, well, okay, then i got to forgive other people. But a lot of people really struggle with forgiving themselves. Yeah. And I think even just what you just heard Jackie say is that when she realized that, you know, she was carrying around um, some unforgiveness towards herself because she thought she could make things happen that didn't happen or whatever the situation might be. And that can really weigh a person down when we just beat ourselves up. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I remember somebody asked Laura Petherbridge during this session, and again, you can find out more about Laura Petherbridge, who is a step family expert. You can find out more about her online at laurapetherbridge.com. It was that I totally just lost my thought. No, 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 I did not. I did not forget my thought. I am going to find my thought. It is gone. It's gone. Something that people were saying. Oh, they asked the question. It's gone. I don't know. I can't read your mind right now. I don't know what's gone with that, but that's okay. Ace, watch the windows. It's going to get busted because my thoughts (laughs) flying around in here. It'll come back to you. It will. It was, I can't remember what it was, though. That's okay. Well, let's just talk about something. Okay, let's talk. (laughs) Well, I wanted to, did you read this verse at the top? Well, Which ahead. kind of set the stage. Ephesians 4, 30 through 32 says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed until the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ in God forgave you. And you had quoted part of that, but I think the whole thing, when you look at it, it's like, you know, sometimes we don't think of the bitterness or the anger or slander, you know, we, you know, but those are like, well, those like are things a, we do when we're ticked off. Well, Jackie, when, as soon as she said something about the paper, paper cut and, you know, you think about, oh, it's just a little paper cut, but it can affect you so greatly by letting that little well, thing happen when it's between your fingers, between your fingers. Oh, those are the worst. So, you know, that is what just one little piece of sin um, can do in your life because it can it can just fester and get infected and whatever there. All right. So one of the things that people asked Laura Petherbridge, mm-hmm. I remembered what it was. One okay. of the things that people asked Laura Petherbridge because it was really concerning because she's talking about forgiving and she goes, well, forgiving is not forgetting. Mm-hmm. And you have to be careful to give distance or create distance 
in relationships where the relationships are toxic. Right. But I will tell you, so two comments on that. Number one, forgiveness is not forgetting. But the good news is when you do work through forgiveness with the people that have hurt you, you it, God tends to soften those feelings inside of you and you're, and the images get they get blurred a little bit. They get a little softened on the edges so they're not so intense. But she, somebody else then asked a question, well, if I should forgive and I should move on in the relationship, should I still hang out with them? No, was the answer. Right. And that's one of the other things that she said that forgiveness is not, it is not trusting the person again, if they're not trustworthy. It doesn't mean, okay, I've forgiven them. So now I have to trust them. Not if they're not trustworthy. If they haven't changed their ways or whatever um, it is that the offense is, that does not mean that you have to trust that person again. You have to be careful. We live in a fallen world, and there are there are a lot of things around us that we are out of our control. So we have to monitor where we allow ourselves to be. But but I love the way she described it. She described it as if this person is toxic in your life, mm-hmm. you need to create distance. Right. No longer allow them to be toxic because there are certain people that it just, you know, you're better from a distance and, and you forget because absence makes the heart grow fonder. So you may, it may be one of your parents that was very toxic in your life. Or one of your siblings is very toxic in your life. And so you invite them back in your life. And then shortly after you're going, what did I, what was I thinking? What were you thinking? Seriously. And, and we're talking beyond it just being hard. We're talking, no, you we're know, not, when, when they're, they're being offend, there's an offense hurt, being done. Talking, hurtful words. Yep. I mean, just people just being mean. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, you know, the, the, the tough part is, you know, if this person in your life who's toxic is a family member and you can't spend time around them, then you just need to be on your knees even more for them, mm-hmm. praying that God will bring somebody into their lives that it won't be toxic that can present the gospel to them. Because obviously if this person needs Christ and you can't hang out with them, they're not going to hear it from you. You know, one of the things that I think was my biggest takeaway from this session was the fact that every single person in that room, this meant something different to each one of them because the offense may have been um, somebody taking something from you. Um, The offense may have been something way more personal than that. um, Something you can't control. But the bottom line is, is that we all have, places in our lives where we're holding on to that unforgiveness and we need to let go and learning to understand how Christ has forgiven us. And it is like a cancer in our lives. All right, Martha and I are talking about forgiveness and the impact on our relationships, not just our marriages, but our our family relationships, our parental relationships, our work relationships, and the relationship we have with ourselves. And no, in 45 minutes on the air, you can't really dig into that subject enough. But we did have a couple of people just add their perspectives on the work that the Lord did in their lives as a result of just participating in this conversation on our cruise last month. And really, that cruise is all about just getting people to have conversations with their spouses that they never would have at home. Yeah, you know, one of the things I was going to comment on that Jackie said was the fact that after the session of forgiveness, they went back to their room and they had a conversation. How many times in normal everyday life? Do we hear a great sermon or um, read a good book or whatever, but we never take the time to actually talk about it, take it to that next level. And that's one of the things that they had the opportunity to do is to actually go, you know what, let's let's talk about this a little more. Let's see how this really impacts our life. And they were able to have good conversation that really that's where it made the difference. Because it, if you both hear it individually and you don't ever talk about it, you don't really know 
where it took both of you. And I love the fact that she said that, that they went back and they talked about it some more. And that really has opened up the door for them to have more conversation. And what I loved was she said that we inspired her by our testimony of praying together. You know, because every couple we ever go two on two with, Mm -hmm. we always challenge them to start praying together. And for both Stephanie and Jackie to say that that's happening on a much more regular basis and that Jackie heard me say, wives, it's okay for you to nudge your husband to say that. Uh, hey, we'd like to pray together. And, and gentlemen, if you're listening today, well, if you're not listening, then you're not hearing me say this. <laughs> As you're listening today, recognize that praying together with your spouse is almost like the secret sauce. It's like that sauce. Nobody knows how to get the sauce on the Big Mac or what Chick-fil-A sauce is really made of. This is the sauce that will make your marriage unbelievable. Pray with your wife on a daily basis. Take time to talk with you. You've heard us say it a million times on the air, but it's so important. Start it tonight. All right, we come to the end of another I Work For Him show. Martha, it always goes so fast on Tuesdays, doesn't it? It does, I guess. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Thanks so much to Ace Andrews. He answered so many phone calls. His fingers are worn out. We'll get back more with Ace tomorrow in his incredibly budding social life on tomorrow's episode of I Work For Him. Hey, when you get home tonight, would you consider joining the I Work For Him nation? Make that commitment to start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. Go out to iworkforhim.com, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. You know, we learned, we actually, we heard today the testimony. There's nothing more powerful than a testimony for how Christ is working in somebody's life. Because it's not me saying something. It's, hey, here's what Jesus did in our marriage. Here's what Jesus did in my life. I heard a message. I heard the the words that Jim spoke, but God then interpreted and really rubbed it into my soul and said, hey, I really need to work on forgiveness. Because honestly, as a Christ follower, you will have no success in your spiritual walk if you don't forgive people. You've been forgiven everything. We need to forgive those who have hurt us. And that means going all the way back and forgiving those that have hurt us, even as children. So important that we that forgiveness is at the center point of our lives. And honestly, this is something I struggle with all the time. I got to work on it every moment of every day. You've been listening to the I Work For Him radio program with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. We own our own business, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.